0: Good morning all. Welcome to the Common Good Podcast Political Edition Day. Rob, nice to see you. Uh, nice to have a, a Tuesday uh, up front of us. That's right. It's good to see you, Doug. Thank you. 8th of August for those that are keeping track. Mm-hmm. Minneapolis having a lovely summer day again. Just, uh, just things are fine and dandy when it comes to the weather around here. Which, you know, to a Minnesotan, when you say, how are things? And you say, fine. That's pretty good. Pretty dang good. Person can be happy if a person should be happy with fine. Uh, politics some days feels fine. I don't know but today. How about you, Rob? How are things there? Squirrel the way outside
1: Fayetteville, Arkansas. The many days of 100 plus degree weather have, uh, have finally abated slightly. Mm. We've gotten a little bit of rain over the last few days. Okay. Uh, which has been really nice. Had to get out and mow the lawn. Uh, had to use it. It had been probably a couple of weeks since I had mowed, and it was just too hot, you know. Just, and uh, then we got a little bit of rain, so of course, you know the the grass just sprouted up. So I had to use the like the the seven setting on on the uh, the mower. Our mower has seven settings, one through seven, and, you know, gives different height. And uh, I, had, I had to use the seven, uh, which, I mean, just barely trimming the top off of uh, of the grass and you step in it and it still covers your feet and all. But uh had to do that because if you go any lower, it's just going to be too much grass. And every four steps, the mower is going to be, you know, coughing and choking and clogging oh, but, up and so do you do you yeah. bag
0: your yard do you do you do you bag the no. the clippings mm-hmm. no 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 Yeah, it seem like that's a decision you've made <laughs> you see <laughs> you seem pretty well set well then there, what do you I do
1: think. with it what, what, what do you you bag them you get the bag what do you do with it then do you, you do put
0: them it? into the big brown bags and put them at the end of your driveway and the the refuse people pick it up when they pick up the rest of your garbage
1: no, nah, we don't do that. Do you? Do you do yeah. that? Are you a well, bagger?
0: I, you know, I pay the, pay the neighbor boy fourteen cents a, a, a minute to <laughs> mow our lawn. So yeah, oftentimes you make him do it when it gets long. Yeah, because there are times where it just just gets yeah. crazy. And all this grass business, honestly, that we that I we know. do. That. I mean, I, I like grass in my yard as much sure. as anybody else, but may, maybe but, more. Uh, you know what? More it's than both ridiculous. my neighbors, apparently, do I like grass because these yeah. two on both sides of me, I don't care.
1: Well, um, our dream scenario is no grass in the backyard. Yeah, like, rockscape. You just Call the condo; that's what it's called. or an apartment living. <laughs> that's right. Well, we every year—well, not every year—that's that's too much. Every other year, we add like a couple of feet of uh, oh. of mulch and and. But when I say we, I mean. Vanessa because yeah. I don't have any clue uh but she kind of grows the garden a little bit bigger every couple of years okay. and uh yeah
0: well I will tell you it's not cheap to replace your grass with something else people who've tried it and people do it and it can sometimes look lovely whether it's a hardscape or uh, a clover is a big deal a lot of people go clover mm-hmm. do you know this they, they put clover yeah, in it the ground cover. It's really soft. Really quite lovely. I, I wish we had gone clover, but that's not a. It's not short. You're talking years of getting to this, right? Because uh, you got to let it sort of win out over the grass. And grass, grass apparently wants to grow because I have to use mm-hmm. some, uh, some, some some death causing uh, actions to grass on one part mm-hmm. of our yard. Got to pull it out by hand, or I've got to spray, but not bad for the, the soil stuff, but can kill the, the grass, you know, some natural uh, weed protection. And the other parts, I, I have to put down grass seed and cover it up with a thing to make it grow, and it barely wants to grow. It just is is a real deal. It's not easy to take care of our yards. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, I, I don't, don't know what the answer is, but then really what would people like us fuss about? So... I don't know,
1: politics?
0: <laughs> yeah, Check. Though I mean, that. we could
1: we yeah you know, we could fuss about professional football and let me tell you, Doug, I uh, was very excited. It was less than a week ago. It was uh, Thursday night.
0: Uh-huh.
1: My Cleveland Browns were playing in the first preseason game of the year, um, huh. the Hall of Fame game, and uh, I got to tell you, had to tell myself, it's just the Hall of Fame game. It's the first preseason game of the year. No one who's, who's even going to make the team is going to be on the field. You know, like these are. You know, it's just, it's a total nothing burger of a game. I watched every play. Uh, I, I, it's, it's, it's a problem. And in the Cleveland Browns won. I and I have, I have I have I have two mugs. Which you'll maybe will you'll get to see these during the course of the season, uh, depending mm-hmm. on when the Browns play. If they play on Monday nights, so I have two mm-hmm. mugs that are reserved purely for football season. One says "Victory Monday," and that is a mug that only gets used the day after victories, and mm-hmm. it could be a victory Tuesday or a victory Friday, depending on when they play during the season. Um, so I it, and then I have another mug that says. We almost always almost win, almost and, always <laughs> almost win. great, work. and uh, and so that's for you know not victory Mondays. So, yeah. I, I I really had the struggle of on Friday, do I pull out my victory Monday mug and use it because the Browns won the Hall of Fame game? Hmm. But I I decided I didn't. Nah, it's going to be just a regular season thing. So. Yeah. So we, I mean, if we didn't have our yards to complain about, we would have, yeah. you know, sports. Yeah, but We could there, be like the former president of the United I, States, I, you know, tweeting about uh, women's soccer. Well, thing about women's so- soccer. Women's World, and, world Cup failures. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and celebrating the defeat of the United States.
0: Uh, I, I saw that there was a headline about the fact that they um, what is it 40, 41, 45 time indicted, uh, uh former president. Nah, how many times has he to, been, indi- 78? how many, 78? 78, se- 78, 78 times. Oh yeah. Three 45 of them came charges. in one, right?
1: Okay. Well, no, 45 was the number of pages in the indictment. Oh, that's right. Uh,
0: the, the 78 time indicted, uh, former president did write something on his, uh, his website about this, about the, the team was it was he saying something like the world women's well, world cup people won when i was president did he go that
1: low was it that? no kind no of thing? no like no it was uh the u.s women's national team lost on um mm-hmm. um penalty kicks i believe i i, mm-hmm. I don't know. yeah, yeah I'm, I'm speculating here i'm i'm just making all this up no, um the I women's soccer team um one lost on penalty kicks and one of the penalty kicks was by um a uh an outspoken anti-Trump member of the team, Megan hmm. Rak racknone. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Um and she missed that. And so he uh he tweeted kind of or he truth kind of sarcastically something like, you Always know, it was great shot or something. Great shot, Megan. Yeah. And it was funny because, you know, this women's national team in the past has, uh, knelt during the the national anthem. Uh, they were criticized earlier in the world cup for not singing along with the national anthem as it played as you know, it's uh, Rappino thank you. Yeah. But for coming through. I mean, for me there, uh, the one with the green hair that, uh, And so they, you know, conservatives, patriotic conservatives who own the flag, just heartily rooting against the U.S. Women's National
0: Yeah, Yeah, because they, right, they just want them to lose because they're not their kind of Americans. I did see a sign when I was uh, driving to Wisconsin. It may have actually been in Wisconsin that said, uh, uh, stand for the flag, kneel for the cross. It's on the side of
1: someone's, someone's yard. Yeah, you haven't seen <laughs> okay. one of those before?
0: Oh, no, I have. But just, just the reminder that people have these these behaviors, these actions that you're supposed to take when certain symbols come to you, and and if you don't, somehow that's a problem. And and this just nice little combination, right, about...
1: Oh, it's a great uh, little phrase. The cross,
0: the cross and the flag. Uh, mm-hmm. how's, that, how's that working out for us? By the way, tomorrow here on this very channel where you're watching this, we're going to have a wonderful conversation with a pastor from uh, the... Uh, Fort Worth area named Katie Hayes. who has been doing a bunch of really great work on the Christian nationalist movements in, in Texas and what can be done about that. Had a nice story about her and the work that
1: they're doing. Hmm. So we're going to be uh, bringing Excellent. back up that story. And that if story people, if people did not listen to the the new podcast that you started yesterday, Doug, um, red hat, blue hat, they, they really need to, which reminds me of there's a, there's a Sandra Boynton, Children's book, like red hat. Yeah. You know, red shirt, yeah. blue shirt, purple shirt.
0: shirt Oops. Blue Oops. Yeah. I read Oops. That, we read
1: that the West Day We love it. Yeah. Lo- yeah. Love oh, Sandra Boynton. Love oh, was... Sandra
0: Boynton. Huh, you have a favorite children's book author. Huh? I
1: do. Sandra Boynton is my huh. favorite. I love it. Love her, mm-hmm. love her, love her, Yes. One of my one of my very f- and I've actually used it many times as a sermon illustration. Oh, my favorite Sandra Boynton story is uh but not the hippopotamus
0: this is a story about her this is the book she wrote no it's the a story. it's a
1: it's a book she wrote but not the hippopotamus yeah uh-huh. yeah it's a it's a story of ever increasing circles of inclusion and that everyone belongs oh that's adorable and as soon as you find someone who doesn't belong uh and they belong then it, it ends with you know there's a plot twist um uh, The animal pack comes scurrying back saying, hey, come join the lot of us. And she just doesn't know, should she stay? Should she go? But yes, the hippopotamus. But not the armadillo. And it ends with, oh, but the armadillo needs to be uh, invited into the community of animals now. That's a wonderful story.
0: That's a wonderful story. It is. My, my so, daughter is big. I, you into, need to into, get that
1: one for Wesley Puck. You really? Okay. Need.
0: I think they have it because my daughter's big into hippopotamuses, partly because when she was first born, our friend gave us a baby gift. It's a and weird it was a weird thing little, to be big into. It, it was a. Okay, mister. There's a weird <laughs> thing to be into. This is like, <laughs> all right. If Watching knows,
1: every snap of a preseason football if, game. If
0: anyone knows what are weird things to be into, I I, I should take your I should take your advice on that. <laughs> just this morning, it's been a, a nice little litany of uh, quirky, quirky, quirky things.
1: I just I just quoted from memory a section of a Sandra Boynton children's mm. book.
0: Point point made. Point
1: <laughs> so uh, she, So your daughter... She was received, given a hippopotamus,
0: hippopotamus when she... A mm-hmm. uh, little doll, a uh, puppet, yes. which she's yeah. then slept with for years. Now mm-hmm. her her son sleeps with the same one and we bought a replica. I mean, this thing is 33 yeah. years it's old. 33. Yes. And she's just kind of into him. She's got a little tattoo of hippopotamus. Huh. She also used to run an educational program in Africa. And when you're in Africa and you talk about hippopotamus, hippopotami, they're like... Oh, those things! We're terrified of them. Yeah. When they come running through your town, people die. Hippos yes. are not cute. Hippos no. are not adorable. Hippos yes. are large, dangerous animals. Yes. So you want to include the hippo in your little community? They're going to trample you to every
1: death. time. Every <laughs> time I watch Naked and Afraid, and they're you know they're in Africa, and they talk oh. about the 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 hippos. And they, they talk about like the hippos kill more people than like any other land animal or something like that. And there's another weird, like elk or moose or something also like, it's just, it's weird. The, you think, oh, the vicious animals are the lions and the tigers and the bears, oh my, but no, it turns out it's the hippopotami and the elk or the moose.
0: Or yeah the, the the big ones that run you over not to say we shouldn't shouldn't include the hippos but just you know on the point you're making sometimes we include those sometimes are a little yeah,
1: yeah. well listen but next time cool. you're hanging out with wesley puck reading um sandra boyton books make sure you read but not the hippopotamus and imagine it as a sermon illustration because it's great, it's
0: I, great. I, will. I i will i will do exactly great. that um but yes, okay, the podcast that we launched yesterday called Red Hat, Blue Hat Talk <laughs> yes. is me in conversation with a longtime friend of mine, Casey Franklin, who I reference here a lot. There'll mm-hmm. be times where I'll say things like, a friend of mine, or I'm in this text thing, so if we were chatting about this, and I asked him a, a while back, may I quote you in more detail and more specifically about this exchange we just had in text? Because it was, I thought, very insightful for the way that people who hold his yeah. political position think. Faith leader, um, similar age to me, you know, middle age, I don't know, early 50s, I think he might be, something like that. And guitar uh, player. Guitar player. A lot, a lot lives in Colorado. A lot of things in common. Um, and then his perspectives, I think, really wrap this up. So anyway, he said, sure, and he said, we sh- you should actually have me on your podcast sometime. And I said, well actually I've been thinking about it. What if we do a regular segment where we talk to each other. So this first week I was the uh, person in charge of the inquisition and in future weeks he will be, and we will sort of uh, move back and forth. Whether we do it every week, uh, I don't know, uh, but most Mondays, I think we're going to do it. So keep up. The first one launched yesterday. We thought we could do it in a half an hour, but as oh, no. chatty Charlie's, there was not a chance, uh, that that was, <laughs> that was going to happen. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it, uh, uh, thank you. Yeah but, uh, yeah, but was part of it yesterday and he says, yes, it was really a great discussion. Appreciate, appreciate that. Um, yeah. Hey, but, but we started a little late today. Um, and I'll just say, part of the reason was I had to take a morning nap. Do you ever have to take a morning nap? Well, here, here's why. I needed to bring my sister, uh, and, and her partner to the airport extremely early. So I was waiting to get them. but then I had to get to bed late because last night as we were heading to bed, My wife walks in the bedroom, and within one second of her being in the bedroom, there is also a bat flying in. Oh no! I'm out. Gigantic.
1: No bat. No. I don't know where one thing in the world I'm scared of. No.
0: I'm already in bed. She walks in, and now there's a flying bat, which was. Mm -mm. You know, probably better than had the bat just flown in on her own. And I thought I had a suspicion all along that she was about to Mm-mm. turn into a. Uh, and and she uh, has Rob Ryersy like responses to bats, which I was not no. aware of. She oh, drops to the floor, no. drops to the floor, covers her head, goes into fetal position, and just says, "Tell me what to do." <laughs> like, which way should I move? Where's the bat? And he's the bat. I always put a male pronoun on bats. I don't know why. He's flying around in circles in the In the bedroom. Now, here's the thing, Rob. That's not only the third bat experience I've had in five days. What? It's the second bat experience I had yesterday. What? (laughs) Yesterday. What? So before the nighttime bat visitation in our bedroom, I was uh, doing a little guitar play-along circle at this church that I've been attending. We did a little thing on Monday nights meeting on
1: the commons area. Hmm.
0: We're packing up to go.
1: We need to We, we need All to talk. All of a sudden. We, a little, just parenthetically, we need to talk churches we now attend sometime. Okay. All right. We'll do that right now. Maybe so on air, maybe off air. I'm not sure. Okay. All right. Well, I'm attending <laughs> this
0: church, Grace Trinity Church in Minneapolis. Uh, come join us sometime if you want to have this kind of an experience. Mm-hmm. But a uh, wonderful building, an uh, old building with a new big add-on in this, this commons area where we were meeting. And there's a bat flying around in there. And I just you know, started packing wow. up, and a few people got real nervous, and they were like, oh, my gosh, what do we do? I said, look, I've been a pastor for a long time. I used to have to worry about the bats. I don't have to worry about the bats. I'm just going to text Zach. Not my problem. Text to Zach and say, building is locked. Oh, and there was a bat, so you're going to see the bat tomorrow. Part of the reason I was calm was Thursday night in my house, there was a bat. And I had to catch that one with a sheet and like I did. So anyway, by the time this one struck us last night, Mm -hmm. the bat situation um, and the poor little guy. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to go to large, uh, large Doug here on the screen because you're going to have zero empathy for this bat because I can tell already because you don't care for them. But I don't like them at all. I'm very uh, I don't I don't like bats. I don't dislike them other than they do fly right at your face, which is just a lot. They, they, I don't think they understand that people have faces and that they're flying at your face. Uh, and I don't think they really hit people. But I have heard they get caught in people's hair. But anyway. Um, I really feel for them because they clearly, like, if I don't want that bat in my bedroom, that bat really does not want to be in my bedroom. Like, that bat has wound up in a place that bat does not want to be. So I'm like, just calm the energy, get out of... I now know that you get out of sheet... And you either try to throw a big sheet, big blanket, you know, over it um, or let it land somewhere and then throw the, th- throw the sheet on it and be real gentle and then take it outside. And when I took it outside both times last Thursday and yesterday, because apparently there's a hole in our house somewhere or there's a bat infestation. Um, you open up the sheet and then the bat, you know, flies away. And last night when I opened up the sheet outside, the bat was laying pancake flat on the ground just I mean if you could imbue human emotion into a bat the poor little guy was just scared out of his little bat mind and then flew away and then I was had the sheet and I thought well there's no way we're putting this sheet back on our bed because I literally ripped the sheet off of our bed to just to, to solve, this, solve this problem and then the phrase you know batshit crazy came in my mind and I thought Is that like a phrase that people get deranged if they consume bat excrement? And then had me thinking, hmm. Uh, uh." Now, this person, because she read the headline, uh, uh, Deanna says, hey, I'm sorry to hear about your bats. That sucks. I've been there. Do you think other Democrats should run for office? (laughs) Because the title of the... uh, of the video as it went oh. live on YouTube or Facebook, <laughs> was. you <She laughs> know the Democrats won. And she's like, "Hey, I've been. Uh, I tuned in 21 minutes ago." And you joke. And Oliver,
1: you talked about hippopotami and bats, Doug. And that is terrifying. How are the bats getting into your house?
0: I think they're coming in through our chimney. Um, we've we've had this problem before. The roofer was when we had a roofery done was supposed to have fixed our our chimney. I don't think it's fixed. I need to go up there and make sure that the cap is on the chimney so me or someone like me needs to climb up on my roof because now we've had two bad experiences
1: do you think your, your right. neighborhood your neighborhood lawnmower could you could pay him an extra 14 bucks to get up there and do that
0: yeah, but I just kind of feel like at this point, I need to see what's up. Maybe I could take my camera up or something. We could do a FaceTime from up there. But I just kind of want to look at
1: the situation because <laughs> yeah.
0: not a lot of ways back and get him. All right. So we are 21 minutes into this. Sorry, everybody. Uh, uh, all right. So uh, so the question of the day.
1: So, Doug, do you think other Democrats should run for president?
0: Oh, boy. Hang on a second. All right. So let's hold set this up. You, Hold your horse because now Deanna is saying our bats came in through our dryer vent in our apartment we think okay deanna now you got me really worried now i'm gonna try to stay focused here but now i gotta through think the about
1: dryer it. vent and then when you open the dryer the bat flies out
0: i don't know okay
1: is the That's, bat okay. stuck in the dryer until you open it and then it or is there like a hole in going- the vent
0: somewhere mm-hmm. 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 I make- I, the things i could be worrying about right now okay here's what i'm not worried about is if other democrats run do, yeah. do i do i wish there was a world in which being in public office did not give you the coronation ability to not be challenged 100% i wish every election had built into it the notion and the idea that people get to challenge you for your yep it's not your
1: seat it's not your seat it's the people's seat
0: as a, as a college basketball player, the college basketball coach, uh, George Polkey, who sometimes w- watches this, if you can imagine, uh, I hope you're here, Coach, would, would hey, always coach. say, hey, start of the season, you know, Padgett was the starter last year, but anybody can take a run at it. Like, you earn it every year. You just re-earn the, yeah. the, the thing. And if we're going to have elections, which we will. Now, not every job should you have to re-up. Right. I mean, I don't think you should show up at work every day and someone's like, hey, we might give your job to somebody else. That seems a little (laughs) seems a little much. But, you know, look, I wish because we're going to have elections that the elections uh, would actually have all the features of them. That's not our situation. And the narrative around if an incumbent has a challenger, then that says something. So I think Dean Phillips, who is uh, my congressman now we were he was re, oh, I was redistrict I was redistrict really? into his into his district yes oh. uh, my, my congressperson used to be Ilhan Omar and and you know as people are fond of saying in politics I didn't move the party changed on me you know that whole thing um literally I didn't move. what a shift the party just the 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 district just really did get redrawn <laughs> so wow what a, a shift though you no, go no, from a different a, representative
1: you go from a squad member a, one of the most progressive members of congress to someone who really positions himself as a mm-hmm. uh, a centrist who is looking for ways to connect and find common ground so really i mean a styles clash i like both ilhan omer and dean phillips personally like both of them a lot but just a completely different style of being a Congressperson.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. Which, it, which is the curious thing. I mean, I think you're bringing up, so let's talk about that for a minute before we get to this larger yeah. question. And that is there is a degree to which as voters, we get to pick our representatives, but also you don't. Like I don't right. even get to pick who runs <laughs> what what district I'm in, like I'm just living here in the same house I've been living in for 29 years or something, and now I've had three different. I, there've been I've been three different congressional districts over these times because things are changing, and now, as you say, I go from being someone who is represented by a person on the, um, on the more progressively left side of the. Political yes. system, let alone party, to a moderate person who's in the same mm-hmm. party as a Democrat. Yep. So, uh, if people aren't familiar with Dean Phillips, you don't need to be. Dean Phillips is a Democrat. Anybody's the part of the the problem solvers solution uh, caucus, or the problem the solutions caucus. Problem solvers caucus. Terrific, terrific Congressperson. I like him a lot. Oh, I love I Dean. Like but love that's a him. curious thing, isn't it? That we get. Um, now, all of a sudden, people are like, oh, you're represented by this other, this other person. Um, it doesn't change anything for me, right? <laughs> like yeah. you, our, our own views or perspectives, they, they don't change. So there's this strange relationship we have with our representatives, whether you vote for him mm-hmm. or not. That's kind of what Dean Phillips is bringing up. So Dean Phillips was on one of the Sunday shows talking about why he's considering running. I'm not going to play president. the whole clip for you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. For, for president. And his answer was, I thought, very th- very intriguing and, th- and thought-filled. He said, I love Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden has done a great job. I would vote for Joe Biden. And I think we should have a process by which people get to pick who the nominee is, right? Like, competition is good. People should have choices. And they quote statistics, 55% of all Democrats think, 83% of younger Democrats think there should be choices. But I just like his attitude that there should be choices. We shouldn't make if you're going to have a primary challenge that the only reason you would have a primary challenge is because you despise the person who is in office or you think they're a failure or you think that they shouldn't be president or shouldn't be in that seat anymore. Wouldn't it be nice if we said, hey, we think there's a dozen of us or 30 of us or 100 people who could who could fulfill that role. And maybe it's time for a change, even though the person Doing the job is doing a fine job. Maybe we should just take. We've only had 46 presidents of the United States. Maybe we should take that pretty seriously. And make sure every time we're going to elect one, we've done the best we can to run the people we want to have running. I I don't know. I don't see why that's such a problem. On the other hand, I know the story in politics and that is, oh, no, that's a real problem. That's a real problem when you do when you do something like that. What's what's your hot take there, Rob? Do you think it's a really bad thing? Now, is that different than Cornell West running as a Green Party member? Is it different than RFK Junior. running as a as a QAnon wackadoodle uh, member? But he's actually running for the Democratic nomination. I I don't I, different than Marianne Williamson. The Marianne Williamson,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah I don't so know. this is really surprising to me that Dean is even floating this. Um, I, I mean, I like Dean Phillips a lot. Um, I am, I am personally, I, I, I don't line up politically with him all the time. I'm, I'm probably more, I'm, I know I'm more progressive than he is, but I like his style. I like his demeanor. Mm -hmm. I like his approach. I, I, I like him personally. we've had him on the podcast here, mm-hmm. you know, a few years back and, you know, he's, he was a candidate for common good and, you know, he's, we have done events with Dean. I'm, I'm a big fan. I like the idea of Dean Phillips running for president. I really mm-hmm. do. Um, But what Dean is suggesting is that, um, uh, um, that I, I, it's just, it's remarkable that a sitting congressman who has a bit of influence Dean was involved in the nom, I think he did one of the nominations of Hakeem Phillips to be speaker of the house during that, you know, yeah. wonderful mm-hmm. debacle, um, you know, he's, he's got a little bit of prominence in the, in the, in the house, uh, amongst Democrats for him to go on one of the Sunday shows and, and openly and outwardly muse about running for president this like he is not you can't dismiss dean as a as a as a political or is a is a uh you know a, a a purist when it comes to political philosophy he's not like marianne williamson who's saying you know, Joe Biden isn't progressive enough. He hasn't kept his promises. And ch- trying to appeal to those who hold strongly, per- in and and charting out a wow. a more like when Ronald Reagan ran against Gerald Ford in in nineteen seventy six, trying to you know carve out a very conservative, or when Pat Buchanan ran against George H W Bush, um, trying to 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 carve out an ideological lane. Dean's not. Dean's yeah, Cornell West that. is
0: doing that, basically, right? Cornell West is saying yeah. I'm yeah. gonna run because he's not representing the issues that I think need to be represented. Yeah.
1: Dean's not, and yeah, and Cornell West is gonna do it as a Green Party candidate. And you know, it's what Marion Williamson's doing within the Democratic primary. Yeah. What Dean Phillips is, is he's a younger version of Joe Biden. He's a younger version of Joe Biden. Right. And Dean openly um, musing about this what it does is it highlights the um the real weakness that exists with with president biden and and that's his age and that's that sense of like it is is he gonna is he gonna make if we elect him again is he gonna make it um is he, well, i guess
0: it supposes can, that i mean I, I, and he was asked that question basically the person doing the interview from the video that you sent asked him, hey, well, don't you think then that the heir apparent to Joe Biden should just be Kamala Harris? But basically saying, oh, you're only going to run because you think Joe Biden's going to die. And, and I'm not sure that was that was Dean Phillips' argument that he was making. He was making the argument, not there's something wrong well, with Joe Biden. He was making the argument, people want more choices. There's nothing wrong with having two or three but things what, you like yes. and being able to choose between them.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh I, I totally agree. And I am... I am a fan of primaries and believe that mm-hmm. democracy is better when we have primaries. Yeah, right. I, I'm I'm trying to look at this from the from the sense of optics for President Biden, optics for the Democrats. Um, listen, if Dean Phillips runs for president, like,
0: but again, I, Dean I mean, Phillips yeah, is not. Like,
1: yeah, but yeah, I think I mean, we need would, to
0: separate out the difference between someone running for president like <coughs> Cornell West, who's going to run for president against joe biden yes dean phillips is running for the nomination inside the party that is a fundamentally different thing when you're talking about i think i should be the nominee to represent this party against the the republicans or against you know what will be donald trump rather than this other person or maybe you want me instead of that person that's really different than i'm running against joe biden Yes. for for presidents, right.
1: like I, I don't, I feel yeah. like it's different. Maybe yeah, people I f- don't. I feel, yeah, I feel like when you've, I, I get that, but when you've got a sitting president, yeah, you. um, you know, who is announced that he's running again, and it, like, I, mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's a, what's what's the phrase? It's a, it's a distinction without a difference. You know, like, yeah. okay. I don't know. Well, yeah, I I guess politically. Now, one of the interesting things that Dean says in the course of this interview on uh, on the Sunday show is he says that um, he he's interested in finding someone who's well positioned, and I can't remember the other phrase he uses. Um, Basically, someone who's who's like got the right characters, got the right experience, but then also someone who is. (laughs) It like could be competitive. And what he says, interestingly, is he says, I'm not sure I'm well positioned.
0: Yeah, and he I puts wonder, a sharper point on than that. He says basically well qualified and well positioned to run. Something yes. like that. Well and qualified, then, yes. and, and then is and then he says, and I think I'm very well qualified to be president. And the interviewer interrupts him and goes, Really? <laughs> great, <laughs> great shot, right? But Dean just sits there and then says, But I don't think I'm well positioned. In other words, yeah. I'm a congressperson. This doesn't happen much. I don't have a rep- the,
1: nobody, the, but, nobody But But then he
0: said this. He's got he said,
1: zero name recognition.
0: But then he said, there are people who are. And I'm not mm-hmm. here to announce that I'm running. I'm here to say, we need to listen to the American people who want another choice. Yeah. The, the the one thing we should do, his argument. I'm making his argument for him. I'm not sure I'm making my argument for me. I'm making my making his yeah. argument for him as best I understand it, which is the American people, by a pretty significant margin, do want there to be choices mm-hmm. and they don't feel they currently have those choices. So if we don't give them those choices, well, then that's going to just seem like we're tone deaf. So I, I guess my feeling is different than like, I think this president is doing a thing they shouldn't be doing or not fulfilling their promises. And I'm here to speak for those who felt left out yeah. and left behind and let down. This is, Someone saying people are very happy with Joe Biden and want an alternative. So I think he's raising something. And look, I I know you've you've said this a number of times. I think you're totally right on this. Then when there's a serious primary challenge. Oh, it doesn't bode well. It doesn't it doesn't bode well for the incumbent. Now There are very few incumbents that lose. Donald Trump's, you know, the most recent because he's just a born loser. But uh, Donald
1: Trump, George H.W. Bush. Yes. Uh, Jimmy Carter, Gerald Ford, like they, yeah, they I all. Gerald Ford in there, yeah.
0: I, I mean, Gerald all, Ford had other problems his way. But yeah, there are three over 45 years. So again, it's a small pool and they all had something in common. I'm, I'm with you, I, I, I hear you. But politics have changed and we really hmm. do live in a world where personal expression and choice and everything, it's just increasingly more, important to people. I guess I wish that we could have more competition and I wish sitting presidents would invite it in the primaries because mm-hmm. they were all happy to have it during, you know, when it was a, a an open seat, yeah. you know, in 2020, like, Hey, the more, the, the more, the merrier Joe Biden yeah. was very much that way. I wish he had said, Hey, if other people think they should have this, let's, let's have the conversation inside the, inside the democratic party. And and let's have it be very positive. And let's talk about, I, frankly, OK, I, I'm a political uh, you know, liability, uh, apparently, because I get so much stuff wrong about politics. I think it would be very healthy if what Democrats were doing right now for the next six or eight months is talking about internally, are we happy with what Joe Biden's administration has produced? Right. That, let him win the argument. I mean, my gosh, if this is my point on a lot of these things, if as a sitting president, you can't win the argument that you're the right person for the next job from the perch of having the job, well, then you're starting with a huge advantage. He should be able to put every single thing he has pulled off right out in front of all the other Democrats, because if he can't convince Democrats that he's the best Democrat, how's he going to convince the American people that he's the best person? So I don't see why it's a problem. And I think we need to, I'm not saying we're in this position, and I'm not suggesting Dean put up a primary challenge or anything else because, as you say, the optics and the politics of it. I just wish that was the case. I I really do dream of a day, you know, when, when our grandchildren will be able to primary other people's grandchildren and everybody will pat each other on the back and say, well done. You know, nice run. So I, I I think Dean Phillips is saying something important here that, that the American people care and want to have more choices. And frankly, wish there was somebody other than Trump and Biden that are going to be the tops of the ticket. Yeah. I feel that way. You feel that way. So him saying it, I I don't know that it's, that it's the problem, but people in the chat, I'll, I'll I'll follow the chat and see what they think. Uh, Deanna, we finally got to that particular topic. Um, uh, yeah. Tell us, t- tell us, tell us what you think. <clears throat> Listen,
1: if if Dean Phillips decided to run for president in 2024, I would have a hard time not voting for him in the Democratic primary.
0: Yeah, so he, or at least giving him a hearing. I'd love to. I'd love to hear him out. I mean, he he's he's my he's my congressman. I voted for him, you know, uh, the last time around. Literally, I pay attention to politics and I walked in the voting booth and I didn't know why Dean Phillips was on my ballot. <laughs> <Omar>. <laughs> You're like, I didn't know minute. we had been redistricted. What? I'm wow, telling you, man, the far. lack of communication of this stuff. Oh, I mean, there terrible. were no yard signs. There was there was nothing up or there was no indication. Now, I was gone a lot in the fall, but sure. it, <laughs> I didn't didn't know. And this but is, we pay attention
1: you know, to this stuff.
0: Yes, I was going to say. I mean, I know the names of my state legislators. And I didn't know that this was happening. So there is just so much that goes on. All of that to say, the number of people who actually care about who their choice is, is also pretty slim. I know the polls say 83% of people under 30 who are Democrats think there should be another one in 55. All those numbers. Also, the number of people that are like, yeah, who? Doing what? Oh, is there an election already? Like that there's a lot to be done. I just think a primary could help because right now what's happening is Mm. Joe Biden spends most of his time being president. He's also, I just think we shouldn't have, presidents shouldn't be running for reelection. In my, in my dreamscape world, you know, in my, my non, whatever the opposite of a fever dream is, my dreamscape is presidents are elected. Presidents serve a single term, whether it's four years or maybe a little bit longer. They are not party affiliated after they're elected. They're not the head of the party. All the rest of the politics happens around them and they serve all the American people in the role as the president, not somebody who's the head of one political party that Mm -hmm. only is identified with half of, or less than half of the, the population. Of this of this country. So that's what I think it should happen anyway. So uh, but all of that isn't what's happening. So should Dean Phillips run? I guess now my thinking is no, we don't have an apparatus to make the primary a positive. So just let the guy go. Uh, Let him go be the
1: uh, nominee. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, as a re-election. Yeah. I mean, I still am on the record Thinking that um, um, that Gavin Newsom is going to be the Democratic yeah. nominee for president, and Glenn Youngkin is going to be the Republican nominee for president uh, in twenty twenty four, and uh, you know, I, I, Dean says, you know, i I'm, I'm not, I'm well qualified, but I'm not well positioned. Uh, that's code for people. People don't have any idea yeah. who I am. It's really hard to be president, um, run for president. Yeah. One one way to get people to know who you are, go on a Sunday show and say, Hey, I'm thinking about challenging the. Uh, yeah. You know, he didn't say this, but I'm thinking about run for president. All of a sudden, you know, Dean was in the news.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. And is it serving him well? We'll find out. <clears throat> is it going to yeah. build credibility within the within the party i don't know or Again.
1: does it backfire because yeah. there's as we can see in the chat that like there's there's a lot of folks that that feel like um you know a, a a primary challenge a serious primary challenge will simply split the vote and it will it will help to re-elect donald trump um and and you know that's a common feeling it might backfire on someone like dean Yeah, but look, there's he's seen as a spoiler. I I,
0: I hope I hope if people hold that view, they're recognizing that when someone runs for the nomination, they're not going to be on the ballot in November in the general election. That's different than somebody who's running in one of the other parties. There are many political parties that put up presidential candidates. We live in a multi-party system. I know people love to say we need to have a multi-party system. We do. People don't want to vote for most of those people, but every once in a while, small margins, one or two or three percent in presidential elections in certain states that matter for the Electoral College, split one, two, three, or four percent of voters into other political parties. And some people then say if they didn't have that choice and could only vote for a Democrat or a Republican, then you know, so-and-so would have been the president and you could name over history times where slim margins would, like, would, would have done like this, that. but yeah, a lot of people who, who study this kind of thing are like, no, those third party voters don't tend to own, they
1: tend to sit it out. So yeah. Now, and now, listen, if you are, no, 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 let me, let me just rant for one second. If you're Hillary Clinton and you can't make the case that you're more qualified to be president than Jill Stein, That's on you. If you're Al Gore and you can't make the case that you're more more qualified to be president than Ralph Nader, that's on you. This blaming voters for what they do Mm -hmm. with their, you know, God given right of casting their ballot. No, it's on the candidate. Nothing is theirs. Like you've got to go out and earn it. And if you don't earn the vote of people, who feel like Jill Stein earned their vote or Ralph Nader earned their vote? That's on you. Hot take. Uh, like or there's people, on, listen, there's people on
0: YouTube are saying you know, these days, salty you know why, hot take. You
1: know. you know why Hillary Clinton lost? Like who's to blame for that? Hillary Clinton. You yeah. know uh, Al Gore lost. Well, who's to blame for that? Al Gore in the Supreme Court. Uh, but. Like, listen, you can't like John Kerry lost in Ohio that that was on John Kerry. Like it is on you as the candidate. It is your responsibility to make yeah. the case to voters. And if you can't convince if Joe Biden can't convince voters he's more qualified yes, to be president exactly, than yeah. Cornell West, that's on him.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. So third parties are not. But a primary challenge is not even that. It's not a person like Jill Stein or Ralph Nader or Buchanan or uh, Ross Perot or these other people on the ballot. It's a different thing. Now, some people will argue if you start having people not pick Joe Biden in the primary, that will demotivate them to be excited about Joe Biden and therefore their lack of motivation will cause a lack of action and the lack of action will cause less people to vote for him. There's an argument that could be made there, right? That you've you've softened up people's uh, likability around him. Um, I, here's why I don't buy that because when it's, an open seat that's not in your party and it's a primary people do this all the time. And then they rally around the candidate. So it, that, that argument shouldn't, shouldn't hold water. So I think it's totally safe to be able to have people run against uh, a sitting, any sitting politician. It shouldn't send a message that demotivates, but does it maybe, but look, here's, here's, here's another point. If, if in this country, Joe Biden or fill in the blank Democrat, Can't beat Donald Trump, who was a terrible president, lost re-election as a sitting president, which happens very rarely in this country. And since then, his evil doings have been shown over and over, and 78 times now has been indicted for crimes, and more are coming. And he continues to behave in ways that should be turning people off. If after all that, the American people distributed by the Electoral College on Election Day in 2024, pick Donald Trump, then we have a root problem in this country that shouldn't only be blamed on did we get precisely the right alternative option. Part of the reason Vote Common Good exists is that we want to help those faith voters who are inclined to vote for someone or even Donald Trump himself to not do such a thing because... he is the problem. Now, this is a unique situation, was in 2016, was in 2020, and is going to be unique in 2024 if somehow he does end up being on the ballot in these states come election day. If you can't beat that guy, come on. And if we don't have a country that helps people between now and election day 2024 move away from saying yes to Donald Trump, then come on. So I guess my argument on all this is, Let's all get busy and make sure that people know better than to vote for Donald Trump. Now, if you're like, well, what if it does become Ron DeSantis? What if it does become Glenn Youngkin? And people are like, who's Glenn Youngkin? That seems like a fun name. No, he's not a shortstop for the 1942 New York Mets. <laughs> he's the current governor of, of Virginia. Um, he. Some people are afraid, well, then we're gonna get that person and then we're gonna get something even worse. Now look, the, there are not people even worse than Donald Trump. There are people that are also bad and a problem, but that guy, <laughs> Donald J. Trump is a unique threat yeah. to the well-being of the presidency and the well-being of this country and the impact that it can have around the world. It is, that no one carries the cult-like capabilities of this guy. So I, I, I know there's like, well, what if somebody is diabolical and is smart, but smarter than Donald Trump? That, that doesn't exist. Yeah. People are not equally diabolical. Look, Ron DeSantis, Great example. All the, well, I think Ron DeSantis is actually competent. No, he's not competent. He's going to get indicted, apparently, for his own bad doing. And he's a (laughs) terrible politician, and people don't like him. And yes, he won in Florida, but you can win all kinds of things and not be good at being a politician. There are a lot of things happening in Florida that allowed, allowed Ron DeSantis, who has just shown himself you know, Deanna uh, mentions that she's in Iowa and she has a chance to talk to these folks. Dan, I don't know if you've had a chance to get over and see Ron DeSantis, but I bet you'd probably leave and think that guy that guy's and a
1: not, goofball, not pleasant. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a video of him um, making the rounds on, on Twitter right now that um, is like, he's like wipes his mouth very awkwardly. And then does his weird gigantic open mouth laugh and then kind of looks at the camera and goes like stone face all in a matter of a few seconds. And it Mm. is just like, it's, it's like stuff out of nightmares kind of stuff. He's just not, (laughs) he's not good. He's not good at this. He's He's like, not good. He's like a bat flying in your house. All right. So
0: anyway, should, should other people run? Probably. Will they? No. No. Is there going to be a serious, a serious elected official running in a primary against Joe Biden? No. Dean, 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 if
1: you're listening, Dean, if you're watching, Go shoot do me something an email. Else. You, you need campaign staff, shoot me an email.
0: <laughs> hey, hire local, might be Dean. In.
1: Hire local. I'm, what about the local? I economy, might be. Dean? Um, <laughs> dean, I might be in. Dean. <laughs> I might be in.
0: All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she- Shelley uh, here in the in the Facebook chat says something I think that's that's true. Democrats need to send President Joe Biden to Iowa. Yeah. Look, yes. th- this is the kind of thing that you get out of having a primary is you go around and you retail politic. It's also yep. why I think presidents shouldn't do it. We should have one term presidents mm-hmm. because you should have one job when you're president. You shouldn't be doing an other job which is called running for yes. office. Come in, do the one job. It has term limits anyway. Like if you think this yeah. is such a big shocking idea, well, we do it when the person's reelected. We're like, well, you're never running again. So now you don't have to worry about that. And every president is like, I am so much happier now doing this job yeah. and not having to, just let's just make our presidencies yeah. five years long or whatever. And, yeah. and and you know, take a it can take a, yep. can take a re- real act to change the constitution to do that. So that's not happening. Hmm. But wouldn't it be nice to- can't a can't a guy dream and
1: just to just to keep in mind that um south carolina will be the first democratic uh primary they have um decided to do that to give better representation because iowa and new hampshire not terribly diverse states yeah right right but
0: this first second business we can talk about as we get closer shelly says um uh, we only have gop republican uh, candidates here in in iowa uh, because of the situation, you know yeah. they have an open primary. It was different two years or four years ago. Well, vote common goods going to be in Iowa as soon as we, uh, soon right. as we can figure it out. Because we we agree with you, Shelly. We think there's a lot of work that We're coming, Shelley. We'll be there and uh, get some get some Democrats all riled up like it's an old presidential campaign thing happening. So. Um, and, and yes, she says that in, because of state laws in Iowa, they, they don't get to hang around with the GOP because they, they make people make party affiliations and stuff. No, I think he can change those. But anyway, uh, weirdo stuff about our, our local politics everywhere. Hey, a couple other things that are happening. You, you might hear yeah. um, uh, people on the QAnon side that say that, that Democrats are running a, a, a child exploitation rings all over the world, the global ones. They're not. But apparently these rings do exist, and more than a hundred people have been arrested uh, in multiple countries, including Australia and the United States. And I read this article in Apple News. Unbelievable, Rob, what's happening yeah. uh, both moving, you know, material, this is sexual exploitation that's going on, moving material around, producing material, harming children in the production. It's just unbelievable what's uh, what's out there. And so all yeah. that kind of QAnon, uh, uh, you know, accusing Democrats of running this stuff is terrible and they should stop doing it. It's not true. Like most everything in the QAnon uh, categories. But there are kids actually being harmed and hurt. And there is a big international affair. Because this a person in Sunrise, Florida, was being uh, interviewed by the FBI and he shot and killed two FBI agents in twenty twenty one. Couple of years ago, mm. and that has then led to the FBI taking this much more seriously internationally. And uh, this big article is is now out about this. So I, th- I just think that's worth kind of bringing up, right? So when you hear the QAnoners or the Trumpers or the MAGA people bring up all this, you Democrats are you know doing this kind of nonsense. You can say, look, that's a real serious problem. And people are on it and you accusing the president or the former uh, presidential candidates or secretary of state of being the head of it is irresponsible and it doesn't protect the children who need to be protected rather than simply saying, okay, you're just being a little out of, out of, out of your mind here. Because when they accuse Democrats of doing it, it's also easy just to say to yourself, it didn't exist, um, and it, uh, and it clearly does. But it's hard to bring it up because, you know, then as, as Shelley brings up here, then you get Epstein that just comes up in the conversation. And yeah, that has to yep. be brought up too. These are people, there are people doing this kind of stuff
1: yep. uh, all and listen, over. The, you know, there's lots of talk about releasing the list of people who have flown on Epstein's plane and all of that. Yeah. L- listen, that list gets released. None of us are going to be happy about the names that are on it. Well, then You know, it's not list. going to... It's not going to be a Republican victory. It's not going to be a Democratic victory. It's going to be a defeat for like. Well, it should be a decency go- victory. Decent, decent. De- 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 well, uh, no, I think it will. I think it will be a sobering reminder that like, oh shoot, we're we're far from any kind of you know ideal situation in terms of our our leadership and our yeah and, and the influential people in our country. Yeah. Oh, may the truth set us free, releasing Kraken, in, in my view.
0: Uh, uh, all right. Uh, so let's let's spend a little time on the, uh, on, on, the <laughs> on the on the failed steak salesman. Yeah, um, he's in trouble again because yep. after being yep. federally indicted for trying to overthrow elections and trying to interfere with official proceedings and defrauding the United States of America and constitutionally denying people their rights or denying people their constitutional rights, that guy kept blabbering about it. And a former federal judge on a news program referred to him as a chatty Charlie and said, (laughs) this judge is going to, she said, as a judge, I know what this judge is wanting to do. And that is to send chatty Charlie a real message that he doesn't get to keep talking like this what he's yeah. saying how he's doing it the threats that he's putting out and all the rest of it and he's going to continue to get himself in trouble. Yeah. I have a theory here Rob and the theory is he wants that. Yeah. He wants a judge to have to put a gag order on him so he can say see they're taking away my rights yeah. to speak. Yeah. This is so, this uh, is a I think that's what's going on here. I don't think he's accidentally doing it or can't help himself. I think he's like look, I'm already facing 78 felony charges. Like if if I'm found guilty on this stuff, (laughs) it doesn't, you putting some other, you know, unless they do detain him and put him into some, you know, house arrest Mm. or something for this. But he's like, look, if I can get people rather to believe that all this is about
1: free, free speech, then I'm better off. Yeah. So this is what he, uh, he truthed a few hours ago, apparently. Um, he said this, let's see my political opponent. Crooked Joe Biden tells Merrick Garland and the DOJ to indict and arrest me on bogus charges and accusations, trying desperately to steal the election. But that wasn't enough. He now wants thug prosecutor deranged Jack Smith to file for a court order, taking away my first amendment rights speech. So based on yet another radical left hoax, I'll be the only politician in American history not allowed to speak there it is. the never ending witch hunt continues MAGA. Yep.
0: So this, th- I think this is the strategy. Yep. Get yourself gagged by a federal judge so you can turn on the judiciary once again. Yep. yep. And yeah, um, there are lots of people who are going to go along with it. We'll bring it up in the Red Hat, Blue Hat talk uh, with Casey and try to get his input. You know, it's just one guy. He doesn't speak for all MAGA people, of course, but just as one person. and And people just are totally in for it. They really do. They really do believe that the media and all the Democratic institutions are more for the Democrats. And my argument is, why is it that people who are in journalism why is it that people who choose to go to law school? Why is it that people who yeah. choose to work for the government? Why are they opposed to Republicans? Like, like, okay, first of all, why don't Republicans do that stuff? Yeah. And why, why do all those things that serve us so well as our democratic institutions? Why do those people think Democrats are or Republicans are a problem?
1: Why are they- <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so curious. <laughs> that ought to that ought to indicate something to you. That yeah. ought to be a little clue.
0: Yeah. Bring up a little, a little something. So, um, yeah, look, August politics are supposed to be quiet. Normally, Mm. you know, people go on vacation. Congress literally goes on a long August recess. The the Mm -hmm. people who cover politics get their vacation time. Finally it's the sleepy August days where there's not a lot to talk about except mowing your yard and catching your bats and figuring out your yardscape but no, not, not now. Donald Trump indicted. No. I'm sure it with, not sure within the likelihood I'm, I'm, I'm unwilling to bet even just reputation on this, the likelihood that before we speak again on this podcast format on Tuesdays, yes, we'll be
1: talking about Georgia indictments. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think could I be think, by the end of the day today oh. could be tomorrow or could be Thursday. I, I like it's is it. Just, is is
0: yeah. it a Tuesday, Thursday thing? Is it like the grand jury? In- I don't know. I'm
1: not sure. Okay. You're just saying I, it's, it's imminent. It feels imminent. Yes. And the pictures, you know, if the pictures are to be believed, um, you know, if the courthouse uh, kind of, um, you know, cordoned off. Uh, yeah.
0: But wasn't that like a yeah. month ago that they did this? No. Didn't they didn't they start cordoning off? Weeks ago? No, oh, just just uh, days. Ago? It was last okay. week? Last oh, week. Okay. Okay. Well, Yabets, who lives there in Georgia, it says we're ready. We're we're ready for Thanks. this. Um, it, at this point, I don't know that the American population is going to be. Oh, now Georgia has brought one. Well, I got Georgia on my mind. Now I'm really worried. It it, yeah. it seems like the the two big ones uh from the f- at the, the federal, federal le- at the federal level and the uh election interference and defrauding the United States government and trying to take people's constitutional oh, rights all? from them those are the big ones of the big ones like the documents cases are serious and he's definitely going to be convicted on those no 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 i changed that he is not going to be convicted on those he's going to plead guilty on those as he's gonna plead guilty to some assortment of the ones around January 6th. His lawyers, in my view, as someone who believes this is what's gonna happen, and the the way you get to the Rob Reiercy dreamscape of Youngkin as the, we need somebody fast to fill in the slot to be the nominee, is that somewhere in the spring, after primaries and caucuses have started taking place, and after, People have started picking their primary choice in that window before August next year, Donald Trump will plead guilty to such a degree that that will cause him to not run for office. That's what I think is gonna happen. That's how it's gonna go because this guy is not gonna go to jail. He is terrified of it. And when he realizes that he's softened up the the people enough and he's not gonna win this case he's going to take a deal because any reasonable person and yes he is Would. he is who he is but he's also reasonable enough to not want to have a federal ass well, there's ever yeah, there's
1: again. a certain amount of self protection that that plays into that I don't
0: know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the self protectionist argument. Well, well. Peggy says that Rob, you may be right by her comment that it could be just today or tomorrow with the uh, with Georgia, because um, the courthouse is like a fortress now. They're telling people to stay away. But why? I mean, mm-hmm. just they're not bringing Donald Trump in today, and we've brought Donald Trump into three other f- courthouses. <laughs> like we can and figure that out. You don't yeah. have to make a fortress out yeah. of the thing. Maybe they yeah. feel like maybe they have information that in Georgia it's different. Maybe they think yeah. That the indictments yep. um, are, are going to land are going to land a little different. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, friends. Well, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for being a part of all this. And uh, tell your friends and family, you know, that you love them. And after that, say, hey, there's a podcast you should listen to.
1: All yeah. Right. Okay. Bye. <laughs> we'll